Welcome to a Come Follow Me podcast, everybody. We are so excited to have you with us. This is a podcast for seminary teachers by seminary teachers as we discuss the Come Follow Me curriculum and what it might look like in our classrooms. Let's talk. Let's, you know what? Let's do it now. You know, today, Let's, all we can do is live in today. We can live in the now. Daily so, bread. So we've got a week coming up that will be post general conference. Mm-hmm. It has uh, the block is Isaiah 58 through 66, but it has two doctrinal mastery verses in it. Meaning that if you're doing the two doctrinal mastery lessons per ver for, for, you know, per doctrinal mastery verse, then you've got four lessons of the five taken up. And then you've yeah. got one lesson for the rest of the section a uh, couple of questions for you. First of all, do you do anything with general conference debrief still or at all? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, what does that look like? Um, so I'll do, so tomorrow actually, which is Thursday of pre-conference, I will do some pre-general conference stuff. And then on Monday we will, what I really want to talk about are announcements the announcements, any teachings that kind of stood out to the students. And then I want them to start the process of making some sort of plan to act in faith. Okay. So, you know, we'll go over to any temple announcements, like all that stuff, any great talks that stand out. But what I really want them to do is be like, okay, so what did I hear? And like, what is God kind of prompting me to change? So what I may do tomorrow is what was that talk about? Um, is it Larry? Is it Elder Lawrence? How? Uh, I mean, I might use some Lord. Is it I? Or oh that yeah, one, that's what, that's that's. Part, I think that's on. that's Larry Lawrence. I'm pretty sure. Lord, is it I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I may use some ideas from there. Just that this idea of okay, like whatever happens in general conference, I know I'm supposed to change I, yeah. anyway. Well, you know, I, I'm going to do something with that for Institute tonight. And by the way, teachers, I know you're listening to this going, well, great. I'm glad you guys had some experiences last week. Now I'm listening to it for this next week, but these are things you could probably incorporate on a Monday if you wanted to. Um, but this week is Rosh Hashanah, um, the Jewish new year, which uh-huh. comes seven days before Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement. And it's, so we're going to end and we're in Isaiah, you know, 50 through 57, which apparently, I mean, Jacob uses several chapters in his sermon at the temple, which many scholars believe was during uh, the Rosh Hashanah, the New Year festival, which is kind of cool because you can see elements in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so I, I do, I want to talk about this idea that we gather together to listen to prophets because we're preparing for the Day of Atonement. We're, you know, for our Day of Atonement, we're preparing to be redeemed. We're, we're trying to um, have redemption from Christ. And prophets are the way that this happens. You know, we listen to the words of Christ through his prophets and they, they should impel us to change. And so, yeah, that's, that's totally what I want to then have a conversation with next week with them is, so what, what did you feel like you needed to stop doing that you've been doing or start doing that you haven't been doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So do you take a whole day on that or do you just take like 15 minutes? Or... Um, it will really depend on what conference is like. So, I mean... If it's a dud, just five yeah, if it's if nothing good gets taught. I, I mean, if if I don't 
so I will have ready a review of previous doctoral mastery verses or some mini lesson from next week. Yeah. I'll kind of have that in my back pocket and then, you know, we'll see what happens with we'll see where it goes. Okay. That's, that's not a bad idea. Maybe you have the, the first um, Isaiah 58, know the doctrine ready to go. Cause you're going to do two days of know the doctrine. So, yeah. And then just see what happens. Okay. Um, cool. So, yeah, I think it's it would be a missed opportunity to not spend a little bit of time when prophets are preaching. And that's one of the things we're trying to do is help students develop a relationship with the word of God. And that comes through prophets, modern. Well, yeah, and I think this is a great, I mean, kind of like you're saying, this is a great chance to do some training because, so I'll show them this little iceberg, right? Where the tip of the iceberg's up out of the water, but most of the iceberg is under the water and you can't see it. Yeah. And I just want to explain that like this weekend is the tip of the iceberg for general conference, but the major work will happen over the next six months as you study and restudy and, and have the spirit whisper more to you and discuss things with your friends and your family. And, you know, so I, I kind of want to train them on, let's not have general conference be a one-time thing. Well, that happened yeah. last week and that's that. You, you know, know, I had an interesting experience with the elders quorum. I taught on Sunday and I said, all right, elders pop quiz. President Nelson talked about spiritual momentum. You remember that? He talked about the basketball player who hit the three-pointer and then they got a, a stolen ball and they made another basket and that momentum carried him to the win of the game. And then he talked about spiritual momentum. I said, what are the five prophetic suggestions if we want spiritual momentum? And my elders quorum could not come up with any of them, yeah. uh, except for one member who I knew had read the talk multiple times. And I said, you hold off. Let's see what the rest of them could do. And then that individual knew all five of them but um yeah. uh i got babies at the door hey i'm i'm recording a podcast tennyson <laughs> oh it's really cool he's he's shoving his toothbrush under the door <laughs> good for him good job buddy way to do do the dentist anyway um but the, my, my point was we've got a latter-day prophet and we should know what he says. <laughs> like we, we should know the specific invitation. So if I were to spend some time on Monday, I would particularly highlight what did president Nelson prophetically invite us to do specifically? Like what, what are those? Let's make sure that whatever else you heard over conference and you felt pressed by the spirit, we should also prioritize what the prophet has said. And yeah. Us. yeah. Yeah. No matter what you felt during that, but yeah. Yeah. That that's something you ought to take notice of. So Let's talk about the rest of the week. So you've got a couple of uh, doctrinal mastery verses. We've got a couple of practice exercises that are kind of in the same, I don't know, topical category because they're fast and Sabbath, right? That's yeah, that's what section 58 is about. And, you know, as I was looking over and you probably haven't looked at these yet, but I was looking at the practice exercises. So 58, six and seven is the fasting one. And they, they've mm -hmm. got a scenario about some imaginary, imaginary girl who's deciding she needs to fast, but she's worried about it. And I, I just thought, I don't know if we need to come up with a scenario for this one. All of us are asked to fast and probably all of us don't do great at it. Or like, could great at it. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if this is one where you can lay the scenario aside and say, we're not doing a case study. We're not doing a scenario. You're the case study. <laughs> like, yeah. what, what is fasting look like for you? Let's look at the strength of youth or, you know, guide to the scriptures or where, or gospel topic, wherever it can give us what the fast is that maybe the, the handbook has it. And let's, let's read what it says, which is two consecutive meals. Right. And then a giving of a fast offering. 
And I would probably give the students like, I don't know, a couple minutes to write down somewhere in their journal. What part of the fast is lacking in your experience based on what this, what, what the, the church has put out there as they fast and then go from there to then examine from an eternal perspective, uh, you know, act in faith, seek further divine knowledge. I, I think we're set up to be our own case study because we probably all could do better at the fast. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? No, yeah. uh, no. I mean, I, I do. I do like the idea of toward the end when you're say, OK, well, let's go look up sources, say, OK, let's go to the Gospel Library app and let's go find some helpful, encouraging teachings about fasting. Yeah. What, why we should be excited about it. If yeah. I want to yeah. build my motivation a little or, or, or whatever, like where, what can I read that would help me get a little more excited about this? And yeah. 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 That's, that's helpful. So that it's not, a didn't, didn't Jesus like kind of criticize the Pharisees for putting on a sad face and looking yeah. all Yeah. So that you can actually have a delight. So God who sees secretly can reward you openly. Yeah. yeah. That's good because then the next one is a scenario I've actually used in my in-service trainings over the summer about your brother is complaining about the Sabbath and how the weekend would be so much better if, you know, we didn't have to do the Sabbath thing, you know? And, and again, yeah. it is one that we could almost say no case study. You're the case study. How do you do the Sabbath? But what you know, are if you your do, Sabbath like? yeah, yeah. If, if you do that twice in a week, maybe, maybe some of your students you are like, yeah, we could do it twice in a week. And some of you are like, I, I don't know. It'd be overkill if I did it twice, but these are super relevant, kind of immediate, ancient Israel practices that modern Israel still does. And probably we all could do a little bit better at, you know, there was quite a push to, to honor the Sabbath day, you know, over the last five to seven years. And uh, how are we, how are we doing with that? That's still a thing, you know? Um, And then also, wouldn't you say this is a good place to remember that this is not a good place to give lists? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. both. It, I'm both of it's them. It's going to be real hard for a teacher not to say, "Okay, so here's five things for I want to challenge each of you to not do homework on Sunday." No don't, football. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do that. Let's teach principles, and it's it's not a bad idea to say, "Here's some things that have worked in our family. Here's some things we've tried. Here's some things that have worked in my life. Right. Uh, what are some things that worked in your life?" The, but let's the, not make an official class list. That's not appropriate. Well, the, the the practice exercise even has that quote from President Nelson's The Sabbath of Delight talk, where he even says, this isn't about lists. This is about what sign do you want to send to heaven? So I think that's a helpful, yeah. that should definitely go in the seek further, um, you know, divine sources part. But yeah, both of those lessons, students should come out of that with some uh, actionable ideas about, okay, next fast Sunday, which I think is the next Sunday, right? I mean, it's that Sunday after conference. So, you know, and, and then Sabbath, these are this, you've got an opportunity this weekend to practice the fasting and the Sabbath aspect, you know? And so what, what are we learning that makes the Sabbath a delight, which is how Isaiah puts it. So I I think you've got some good stuff there. That's pretty immediately relevant. Which then leaves you not very much time for the rest of Isaiah. And and I would just point out that um, with Isaiah 58 through 61, is it? Or 62? I can't remember how many chapters are in Isaiah. There's no more uh, Book of Mormon. Or is it 63? 66. Oh, 66. 66. Man, 66. 
there's no more Book of Mormon quotations in there like there was this week was pretty heavy Book of Mormon. But you do have Jesus in the synagogue in Luke um, reading, I think it's Isaiah 61 about what Christ will do to deliver the captive and heal up. And then he says, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Basically, he used that verse to announce publicly that he's the Messiah. That seems like a big deal. Probably want to spend some time understanding that, you know. And this is the end of Isaiah for us. I mean, this is the last this week last of week. Isaiah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We carry on with other prophets after this. So, yeah. So I don't know. Any uh, any other thoughts about next week and how you're going to approach it? Um. No. I, yeah. No. One thing is you may encourage uh may encourage your students to take some notes so that when they come on Monday, they've got a few things to say. You know what I mean? Like. They're not just trying to remember what they enjoyed about conference, but they're like, oh, I, I actually wrote these three things down during President Nelson's talk or whatever. Yeah. You're convincing me. I better release this podcast soon and just send it out to the teachers. Say, oh, I, know, I know most of you years. listen to the podcast on on the weekend, but this weekend's going to be pretty po- packed up. And I've got we've got some ideas for you pre-conference on this one. I may I may yeah, need yeah. to send that out. Loud. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. No, but I think those are all helpful ideas. Brian has been doing this a very long time, everybody. And I, whereas I didn't feel like, you know, I tried to do some of the general conference. uh, I think we've tried all kinds of things when I was at the Tremont and, you know, seminary, some things worked, some things didn't work, but I always felt like um, you always had really, really positive experiences when, with your students, when you did it. So I think, well, and you know, we start with fun and endearing things and then get to the, the work. So what are what's your what's whenever you think of general conference what food do you think of and they have the kid oh we always go to my grandma's we do this and oh yeah. my dad always does yeah. this or my mom always makes that kind of some fun stuff we talk about building forts in you know in in the front room during conference when they were little kids and what bingo was like and kind of all the stuff yeah. and then and then we really try to 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 pivot to those make conference enjoyable and fun and that's important, but what makes conference useful and, and life-changing and what could help in the mighty change of heart that we're trying to experience, you know, and, and yeah. kind of transition to those conversations. No, I think that's a super helpful comment for sure. So, all right, well, you go get to your daughter's tennis tournament. Good luck, Maddie. And uh, we'll talk again. Okay. 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 Okay.